the world is a big and magical place. And Jason and Colin are your guides. So grab a bucket of pixie dust. Because this is Disney World with sass and no strollers. And here are your two fairy godfathers. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Fairy Godfathers. I'm Jason Matheson. I'm Colin Matheson. We are sitting here at the cabin in Minnesota. We have a cabin culture. Everybody has a cabin. This is Colin's family's cabin. It's not really a cabin. It's a lake house. Because people think of a cabin, they think of like a little woodshed. I know, but cabin in Minnesota, I think, means just a home outside of your... Your primary residence, mostly on a lake. Yeah. Well, we are on a lake. We are in a house. And we're sitting here talking about Galaxy's Edge. That is the topic of today's episode. Specifically, Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. So we did an episode a few months ago when when we went to uh, Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland just recently, we went to the annual pass holder preview for Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. So we're going to kind of go over what's different, uh, what we did at World that we didn't do at Land, our overall thoughts. And we're doing this, we're recording this as uh, as Galaxy's Edge opened on Thursday. And now the hurricane, uh, what, what is her name? Dorian. Yeah, Hurricane Dorian is heading uh, to Florida. So that... I'm just thinking all those people that came for the opening weekend. I know. Bad timing for Disney World. Yeah, I feel bad. But the the hurricane has uh, moved course a little bit. So, again, as we said on our social media, we're thinking about all our friends and family there in uh, Florida. Well, let's start with Galaxy's Edge and specifically what was uh, different. Um, I think we think the biggest difference that we noticed was liquor, which is perfect for us because (laughs) it's our (laughs) – Hallelujah. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, that's what our whole podcast is about is, you know, doing Disney World as an adult. But no, all joking aside, it, that was when we were sitting here trying to think of the main difference that we, we immediately said liquor. It's the booze. It's the booze. It's everywhere. And I love it. Yeah. Well, because you got to think about it. Disneyland where Galaxy's Edge is in Anaheim is a dry park. It's at Hollywood Studios in or in, in Orlando. Not a dry park. By a long shot. No. So the first thing that we tried with booze, and there is booze basically at every, almost every restaurant. We checked. I think almost every restaurant serves at least one boozy beverage. They do. Yep. Oga's Cantina, um, the restaurant, I can't think of, the dock or bay, it's a number or something. Yeah. Um, Docking Bay 7. Yes, Docking Bay 7. See, I had both of them in That's there. That's all right. Docking Bay 7 has cocktails. Um, the Quick Serve... Um, oh gosh, help me with the name of it. Do you know? No, no. Anyway, they have, um, a cocktail as well. And then obviously the milk, which is probably where we should start, huh? Yeah. We had the milk at the milk bar. And again, just like Disneyland, I know there's a big debate. What's better? Everyone has their own taste with this. For me, I liked the non-alcoholic blue milk better. And I like the alcoholic blue milk better, right? Yeah, so um, this is a plant-based milk. So I think that throws people because they're thinking, ew, milk. No, it's not actually milk. It's just called that. Um, The blue milk is served with rum at Disney World. The green milk is served with tequila. Yeah, and we saw a a whole bunch of people literally throwing out 
the I shouldn't say a whole bunch of people. We saw about two or three people literally throwing away they their have, green milk. Yeah, they have tequila. a sip and throw it away, which is shocking only because I tend not to like rum. I love tequila, but for whatever reason, with the flavors that they've got with the milk, I like the blue milk with the rum better. Yeah, I, I liked it more than Kyle. I actually finished mine and then drank Collins as well because I, I don't love rum either. But the rum went really well with the flavor of the blue milk. And again, the blue milk, it's really hard. People have been asking what it tastes like. It's almost like a, a less sweet Skittle. Mm-hmm. You know, there's dragon fruit, I guess, is the base and pineapple. Um, but a light, light, sweet Skittle is how I would describe it. Yes, I think that's a good description. Yeah, and again, that has rum. Now, at Ogus Cantina, we did not try this, um, but they have a jello shot thing that looks like an alien casserole uh, that your aunt would make in a jello mold or something. But th- that's a space age jello shot that. I think it looks cool. It has like a little, it looks like caviar eggs or uh, 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 bubble tea eggs in it uh, on top of it. But look, if, if Jello shots your thing, then go to girl because you can get that at Ogus Cantina. Now, Docking Bay has the Taco Donna Quencher, and that is dragonberry rum, blue Caraco, um, pineapple kiwi, and simple orange. So if you want to go to the Docking Bay restaurant, that's. Uh, that has the Taco Donna Quencher. They tend to be pretty sweet cocktails. Very sweet. Yeah. And again, you can't get, for people that are wondering, you just can't walk into Ogus Cantina or Docking Bay and be like, hey, girl, can I get a, a rum and coke? Er, you can't do it. These are pre-made batched cocktails. Uh, in Ogus Cantina, you can actually see the machines. They're part of the, they're part of the, um, the setup of the bar. So don't go there like, you know, we love a good vodka soda. You can't get a vodka soda at August. And it's meant to be an immersive experience, so they wouldn't know, you know, what Grey Goose is. No, you're I wish another, they did. You're on another planet, so. Yeah, I wish they had Grey Goose and, <laughs> on Batu, but they don't, sadly. I, hey, I would settle for White Eagle or what? Ooh, what no, I wouldn't. Is that White, is White Eagle? That's the shitty brand. That's the really, or White Moose or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, I feel like. Grey Goose is the only one that has a color and an animal in it that's good. Anything else, it's, you know, Silver Wolf or... Yeah. It's always yeah. a white animal. Bad vodka equals white animal. <laughs> or like albino squirrel gin. Don't ever drink anything named albino squirrel because that's not good. Oh, and I want to make one note here too, though we're talking about liquor. going Talking about Docking Bay, which is their quick serve or their sit-down restaurant. Uh, we'll say it again. We weren't really impressed with much. We'll get into food in just a little bit. Um, but I just, w- we're going to touch on that because that's one of the big disappointments. I shouldn't say big disappointments. We ain't there for the food. Let's be honest. Leave that to AJ. Hi, everybody. It's AJ from Disney Food Blog. I love you, girl. Leave that to her. Let's talk about um, rides or I should say ride because, uh, again, Rise of the Resistance is not open. It won't in Orlando till December. Smuggler's Run, the Millennium Falcon run uh, ride. We did it again. We had a little bit of a longer wait this time. What was our wait here? Mm, maybe 35 minutes. Yeah. But again, you know, just like Universal does with, with Harry Potter, with the Harry Pooter, the queues are so full of detail. I mean, it's one of those things where I actually didn't mind the wait. I actually would like to go back when we're not like working, per se, and just look at the level of detail. We took a few pictures, but my goodness, 
you, I mean, you can see the Falcon. There, there's interesting things happening throughout your your waiting time. Yeah, it's almost like you're in like a hangar and they're working on a ship, and so you see them doing like test runs. There's you know audio clips playing throughout, and it is. I mean, there's um, what's the card game? I've got Sabat. Sabat. Um, there's like an abandoned card game sitting there. There's. It's really they paid attention to every detail. And again, just like in Disneyland, there are no changes with Smuggler's Run. It's exactly the same as it is in Disneyland. You can either be a pilot. You, there's two pilots, two engineers, and two gunners. Um, now, when we were in Disneyland, we were both pilots. Remember, if you go back to that episode, you'll know that we crashed uh, the Millennium Falcon. Colin and I did not do well at that. Um, our friend Haley. What? Well, we did better than the people we were with this time. Okay, that's shady, but sure. But I'm just saying mm-hmm. we did crash it, and our friend Haley kept screaming, get the gaze off the pilot seat. Get the gaze out of the pilot seat. But we did the best we could. But anyway, our big beef then, or I should just say my beef, I don't know, maybe not for you, Kyle, was that you're as a pilot, you're so busy, you're doing so many things that you almost can't take in the ride. You, you almost can't enjoy it, right? Did you feel the same way? Yeah, you're so focused on keeping in line of where you're supposed to be and looking at the control panel to make sure you're hitting all the buttons you need to and that you're steering the right way and all these different things that yeah you can't actually take in everything that's happening and all the detail of the cockpit and the scenery in front of you like it's fun it's but yeah you don't get to enjoy it as much so thankfully this time they they made the gays be the engineers which insert your own joke there so we're that engineer is the third seat all the way in the back you're basically by the the entrance to the cockpit and Girl, I liked this. There were only like four buttons we had to push. Yeah, sit back and relax. So I was able to take video, which I, I yes, I was that guy. I do not like when people take videos on dark rides, but no one could see my phone because we were all in the way in the back. And I did it for y'all. I did some videos for y'all on our two. Well, and you didn't have like your light on. No, I hate when people do that. But anyway idiots but no so i took some video you can see that on the tfg uh, instagram account but i liked i was able to look around i was able to take in the the level of detail in the falcon uh uh cockpit i actually enjoyed smuggler's run better as an engineer than i did in what would be considered the prime spot of being a pilot it's more of a an experiential ride then where you get to enjoy it versus actually doing something so it depends on what kind of experience you want We're going to talk about food, but first, a message from Travel Leaders. There's nothing quite like the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. It's the place where dreams come true. Moments last a lifetime, and enchantment is around every corner. The world tells you to grow up. Here, you never have to. Walt Disney World Resort. That's the power of magic. To start planning a magical Disney vacation with a Travel Leaders Advisor, visit tvlleaders.com slash tfg. That's tvlleaders.com slash tfg. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Talking Galaxy's Edge in uh, Walt Disney World as we're recording this. It is open for business. I read, actually, right before we start recording, I read... um, uh, an experiential from a blogger who said that world learned from land the way they let people in. You're kind of you're in groups and you're notified uh, when you can come in, like yep. you're numbered. The virtual boarding pass. I love that. Yeah, and the way they do it on the app is like perfection. And they then the this family said, hey, when you know we were told. Uh, to log in, we logged in, we got our group number, and then we went to one of those blue 
uh, cast member booths to have them help you, you know, kind of plan your day. And they recommended going to Toy Story Land. They pulled up the weights. They went to Toy Story Land and got a, uh, got on Slinky Dog Dash. Got off Slinky Dog Dash, and boom, they got the notification uh, they could enter Galaxy's Edge. They said Disney World really learned from the quote unquote mistakes of Disneyland's opening of Galaxy. Yeah, because Disneyland overdid it. They did in restricting it, and I think it scared everyone off, yes. which is why they're still so dead. Yeah. But world, look, the weights have been all of this garbage coverage of, oh, it's a flop. You know what this is? I just get, before we talk about food, I just got to say, when you read, look, there, there is legitimate criticism of Disney and what they did with land with uh, Galaxy's Edge. There's legitimate debate of, hey, could they have made this better? Are there ways to make Galaxy's Edge better? But if you look at the majority of naysayers, it's people who already have a bone to pick with Disney. They already hate they you know they hate what Disney's done with Star Wars. They're bitchy, whiny fanboys more often than not. I would say twenty percent of their are bitter fanboys. So that's just my opinion. Anyway, back to food. I just had to vent because I hate I hate when people just hate on something just because it's cool to hate on it. Oh, I hate what Disney's done to Star Wars. Well then. Go watch Woody Woodpecker. Anyway, let's talk about food. Like we said, uh, maybe maybe you disagree, Kyle, but the food was a little bit of a at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, I think you have the opportunity to serve some really cool stuff yeah. here, and it, it just didn't. Um, so Docking Bay 7 is like their sit-down. It's still like a quick-serve kind of place, but it's not like a counter service um, like the other one is. So Docking Bay 7 had um, – we had the – uh, you had the fried and Dorian tip yip, which is a fried chicken. Say that again. I love you saying that. Yeah, fried and Dorian tip yip. Um, fried chicken with like a mashed potato, you know, side. It was fine. Yeah, I mean, look, was it spectacular? Will I ever order it again? I'll order it again if I'm real hungry. But no, it was nothing extraordinary. Yeah, and I had the, is it the Yobi, I think? Yobi. Yobi. Shrimp, the shrimp noodle salad, which was a chilled shrimp um, over cold marinated noodles. Um, How was that? I didn't mind it. You actually, you ate yours and then our friend, Hey, Hey, Haley ordered it. She didn't like it. She, well, she's picky she, as hell. I was going to say, yeah, she's a picky. Picky here. as hell. And she goes, I don't like this. And then Colin's like, girl, I'll eat your shrimp. We don't waste shrimp. You yeah. don't waste scrimps. I mean, it's, you know, if it's a hot day, it's nice to have something that's a little, that's cold and refreshing. So yeah. it was nice. What else, what else do they have there? Um, they do have like, um, pork ribs, ribs and pot roast and, um, hummus. I was not in the mood to be eating that heavy. No. And that big. Grows hotter than a zebra's ass. Yeah. So yeah. Ribs, pot roast, not really my jam. When I'm at Disney World, I don't know. Yeah, uh, here here's a positive. Again, the level of detail in that restaurant. Again, I want to go and like just saunter. We're there, and we have so many things that are mine to try to do that I really want to look at the level of detail, the statues, the droid marks on the ground. That's really, I think, one of the jewels of what Disney does. And and you know, the two times we've been at Galaxy's Edge, we're running and gunning, girl. But there there were the the, the theming. In Docking Bay 7. It's really good. Wouldn't you say, Kyle? I mean... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Better than the food. Feels similar to um, the restaurant at Pandora. I was going to say the same thing. The level of detail. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about atmosphere uh, in Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. You didn't notice, and your mind 
calculates this stuff and files the stuff better than mine, you didn't notice very little difference at all in the actual setup, the geography of Galaxy's Edge at Disney World compared to Disneyland. Yeah, one minor, maybe two minor differences. One being when you come in, um, they've just flipped some of the things. So in Disneyland, the X-Wing is on the right. In Disney World, it's on the left. Like that kind of thing. But the layout of the actual building and the land and wherever, it's exactly the same. Same size, same everything. The only other thing I'm not sure of is at Disneyland, the park has two entrances. Um, at Disney World, I'm not sure if it's going to connect with Toy Story Land or if that other entrance goes to the Star Wars Hotel. Yeah, which, by the way... Because we were there for the preview, so yeah. things were shut down. It wasn't fully open. Um, so maybe it's open now. I'm not sure, but... Yeah, I... I, I I hope they just have one. That entrance, though, here is really cool. That cave that kind of turns. You know, you go from, like, Muppet Land, and it's like a carved-out cave, and then you make a little right, and boom, you are in Batu. It's they've, they've done it really well. But, yeah, I didn't notice, and, again, you register this stuff better than I do. Uh, it looked exactly the same to me, um, except for the two entrants. But it's so good. Again, the level of detail... I mean, again, like there's an A-Wing and there's an X-Wing and there's droids and what looks like Luke Speeder from A New Hope. It's look around. That, that's just a piece of advice. If Because Disney World doesn't have a time limit like Land did. Just take a moment. You know, don't worry about buying things. Don't worry about, you know, getting some green-ass milk. Just look at the level of detail and take it in. That's something that I wish I would have done uh, a little bit more because I really think it's 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 a win. It's a big plus uh, for what Disney has done with Galaxy's Edge. Okay, let's talk about a problem. Now, look, this is done. We won't have to worry about this. But you, because Colin is the setup guy, he's the, the organizer, we were a little bummed because we did this annual pass holder preview but it wasn't very clear how to do a lot of the stuff. And what I mean by that is making reservations for, like, the lightsaber experience. Yeah, so there was very little communication. We signed up as soon as we got the email um, for the passholder preview. So I think it was Friday night it opened. So yeah. it was Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And we got in on Sunday morning. Um, because I don't, I think that's the earliest I could get us in. But the problem is once I got the confirmation that we were in for the preview, I read through all the email, nowhere in the email did it say, um, it said all these other things are open and here's how it works. You won't, you may not get to experience everything. Okay, fine. Yep. But it, nowhere in there did it say you have to make reservations for Ogus Cantina for the Savi lightsaber workshop which I knew we had to do at Disneyland, but Disneyland does things so differently. They do same-day reservations only. Disney World does them, you know, in advance. Um, because it was a preview, I wasn't sure if they were going to have reservations or if it was just first come, first serve. I, I didn't know. So then I tried looking it up, could not find any information on it. When I would search the, you know, search Ogus Cantina, you couldn't make a reservation because it wasn't open to the public the soonest you could make them was for opening day. And I thought, well, I don't want to do that. So it was not very clear. So we got there that morning and I got in line to make a reservation and they said, oh no, you had to do that in advance. So it was just kind of a bummer that it wasn't clear. And then it was difficult to do even if you knew you had to do it. Fix it, Disney. 
Anyway. Yeah, because if you're going to do another preview for, I mean, not that we need it now, but if they're going to do one for Rise of the Resistance, I don't know if they will. Maybe. You Fix know. that, please. Yeah. Make it, make it make a little it bit really more clear. Obvious. When you get that confirmation email that says, you are confirmed for your preview at Galaxy's Edge. If you would like to experience any of these attractions, make your reservation by clicking here. And did we miss something, Fairy Friends? If we did, if you saw something that we didn't, and by we, I mean Colin, uh, go ahead and l- let us know in the comments. Wow, you throw the blame right back at me. No, I was actually making a joke. Mm-hmm. You, I was driving when we got this email. I just appreciate you Move doing along. it at all. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, okay, let's talk about shopping. Uh, Den of uh, Den of Iniquities. Antiquities. Yeah, I'm. What is it again? Den of Antiquities. Thank you. Uh, this was my favorite store. The level of detail, doc the theming. Doc Ando's Den of Antiquities or something. Thank you. Yeah. Um, is so cool. This isn't stuff like, hey, it's a Mickey Mouse sweatshirt. Hey, it's an RTD to watch. No, this is like stuff. That you'll find that in Launch Bay. Yes. This is like Darth Maul busts, and you can actually buy kyber crystals. They're not real, though, girl. Sorry. But uh, I bought a hilt, a lightsaber hilt of OB-1s. It comes in a really cool case. It was like $130. Um, you can also buy the blade, but I did not. I just liked the hilt in the little case. Because I'm a child, but um, but this is where you're going to find rare lightsabers that are not yes. for sale anywhere else. Um, I can't pronounce a lot of the characters' names. Yeah, but, there's some from the Clone Wars. Yeah, um, you can get Darth Maul's uh, double hilt lightsaber, Mace, or double bladed lightsaber hilt, Mace Windu. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I don't know their names from Clone Wars, but there's it, a couple. And it was cool. She pulled it out. It's that curved hilt, and it's he- heavy. <laughs> yeah. So they range about one fifty. I think the most expensive one was hers for for one ninety nine. But it's just cool. They let you hold them. They're really they're really cool about it. So I that was the one thing I bought because again I already made a droid. I already made a lightsaber. We couldn't get a reservation. You just heard about that. So um, I like that store. As far as you know, other fun highlights. We had a great interaction with stormtroopers. That's the one thing. You know, this is a plus and a minus. Kyle, we haven't really talked about this. You know, the stormtroopers are very interactive. They have great dialogue. Kylo Ren was all up in our business, which is great. I want a little more Star Wars in Galaxy's Edge, and what I mean by that is. When I envisioned this, when I when I was thinking about Galaxy's Edge and we didn't even see any concept, I thought this place was going to be overrun with droids and a lot of stormtroopers. And yes, I want it to feel like I'm walking through the streets of Tatooine. Yeah, I want a few more cast members. I, you know what I mean. I want droids walking, or, you know, rolling around more. I want it filled a little bit more with characters. Don't you think? Yeah, because the ones that are there is very commercialized picture taking yes it's like they come out every 45 minutes and stand in their spot and you get in the line and take a picture i'd rather that they're walking around and making it feel like an immersive experience yes than get in line to take a picture with if you want a picture with them go over to launch bay i want more aliens even aliens that haven't been identified yet i want people i want they need to spend the budget put more cast members on and fill that land more and more stormtroopers you know when we went to savvy's they were talking about how you have to be quiet and you have to be secretive because if they discover this lightsaber workshop they're going to destroy them like then make it feel like we actually have to hide out from the first order yes have them patrolling there's there's two of them walking around and then i think at some other point there's two up on like that above the like garage Mm -hmm. area but i want it to be like they're 
on patrol, just even if they're up in lookout towers looking around. I kind of want to feel a little dread. You yes. know what I mean? I want to feel that's fun. I want – you know, they keep saying they picked Batu and they didn't pick Hoth or someplace we already knew because they wanted us to create our own Star Wars story. Well, then let us do that by filling it more with more – I want more Star Wars and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I want more droids. I want – I mean, Chewie's there, great. Ray walks around, great. But I want more aliens. I want more people interacting. That's how you can make – that's how you can blow this thing out of the water. Mm-hmm. Let us create a story. But in order to do that, you need more people. Uh, finally, Kyle, you talk about this before we go. The Play Disney Parks app is really cool. Disney's done a great job with this in conjunction with Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, so this is a separate app from my Disney experience. And um, it was originally started, I think, to like keep people entertained while they were in line. And they sure. had, yeah, had Disney games and stuff on there. But specifically for Star Wars, it's got so many cool things. So they call your cell phone a data pad. Um, so if the stormtroopers ever come up to you, that's what they're, what are you doing on that data pad? You know, that kind of thing. Um, but there's all kinds of things you can do. You can hack different things and interact with droids and door panels and other elements around Galaxy's Edge through the app. So you'll go up to a door panel and you do this little thing and, you know, it'll beep and it'll flash and activate a droid or something. Um, you can scan different, um, like, cargo crates and things on the wall. It'll translate all kinds of stuff. Um, it'll do, like, x-ray scans of what's inside cargo crates. Um, it will – you can tap into different um, – Satellite radio signals, so you can pick up like, conversations. Conversations. You can pick up radio stations. Um, See, this this is cool. This is the kind of stuff we want more of. Disney, and then you can do like a a battle, basically, where you join either the First Order or the Resistance, and you're trying. It's almost like a virtual capture the flag, and you are trying to take over Batu, and so that's kind of cool. You're just basically like claiming p- places within yeah. the land based on your team and it's cool see this is the cool stuff it's the play disney parks app go get it download it now before we go i wanted to briefly if we could um because they just did a media preview for rise of the resistance yeah if we can talk about that sure and how it's going to change rides as we know it yeah everyone said there's a photo floating around that people thought was art it's actually a photo um yeah i loved i read that and the guy goes I need to be clear. This is an actual photograph from the ride. It is not an illustration. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but they do on- online. You're, you know, you're thinking you're joining the resistance, but then Kylo Ren takes hold of your transport, and you spin around, and then when this transport door opens, you're in the hangar of a um, of a star destroyer. And I mean, let me just say this: it is the you are in a hangar of a star destroyer, life size, yeah. Um, to scale, and they said even the Grizzly press members, there was an audible gasp when the press members, when the door opened. And I heard an applause. Too. Yeah. Um, there were rows of star uh, stormtroopers. They weren't activated yet. They're, they're animatronics, but they were standing at attention. They weren't computer. They weren't holograms. They weren't statues. You were like, holy shitballs were being arrested. So, And there's a life-size TIE fighter, life-size AT-ATs. Yeah. I mean, it is going to be... They said, you know, it's trackless. You are on different vehicles at different points. Three different ride systems. Yep. There's an animatronic Kylo Ren. Yeah. Um, when he grabs you and drops you into the hangar, mm-hmm. you actually have a physical drop when you're changing. Like Tower of Terror. Yeah, when you're changing ride systems. Yeah. Like, it is 
It's going to be awesome. It's so advanced, and it opens, I think, December, December. 6th or something. Something like that. Early in, December in, in, in Disney, Disney World. World. And then January in Disneyland. So get ready, girl. All you naysayers, kiss my butt. Kiss my Wookiee ass, because... Rise of Resistance will shut up the haters, I guarantee you. Well, that's going to do it for us. Don't forget, follow us on social media. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Fairy Godfathers. And uh, we drop an episode every Monday unless, you know, we have a killer weekend. And then on Tuesday, no, just kidding. Uh, Every (laughs) Monday because... Mondays are for fairies. Have a magical week, everyone. We'll see you next Monday. Bye, fairy friends.